All right, Josai, good evening. Good evening. Let's, uh, let's begin. So tonight we're going to do a little, a little something different. Whereas we normally do the Chalban, we're going to focus on a beautiful piece by the Tzaddik. Shabbosai, if you take a look, I'm sorry, I forgot to mark off the page. But if you look at the page that's marked Sidka Sat Tzaddik over here. So we actually learn, hopefully actually we're going to resume Emir Hashem tomorrow morning, um, a little bit of Tzidka Sassadzirab In his beautiful teaching, says something incredible. If you see, it's where it says page Shin Yud. So not the page, it's a double-sided sheet. The first page is the Gemara Masechus Brachas, not that page. The other page, Tzidka Sassadzik, where it says Shin Yud, the top part. The top part. So... Reb Tzadik writes as follows. This is in the middle of Oz Kuf Chav Zayin. So the topic here, again, is about Shuvah. But we're focusing over here on a very specific part. So Reb Tzadik says like this. V'hinei, Bal Tshuvah Amru Bazar Chai Kuf Chav Tesof Amad Alif. Debeshaito, Chado Rigo, Chado Bezoha Lechol Hamadregos. Reb Tzadik says over here, the power of becoming a Bal Tshuvah, the power of true Tshuvah, is that a Baal Tshuva could acquire all the spiritual levels within one moment. Within one moment. So let's talk about this a little bit. So I'll say if you go down a little bit, underneath the top section is a middle section called Be'ure HaChasidus. So take a look over here. So if we look in the right-hand column, so this is like a parish, Andrab Tzadik, so he writes as follows. bizarre. When it comes to a Baal Tshuva, Chazal spoke about the Baal Tshuva and they said the following. They said, What a Baal Tshuva could accomplish in one moment. What could a Baal Tshuva accomplish in one moment? A Baal Tshuva in one moment has the ability to go ahead and literally climb all of the steps of spiritual accomplishment. And a Baal Tshuva, a true Baal Tshuva, in one moment, you both say, we're often, like, right, we, we are, we are mimodianly conditioned, right, to think about Tshuva through the lens of the Rambam. Right, so what's Maimodian Tshuva? Again, it's not the Rambam, it's the Gemara Masechus Yuma. What does Rambam do? Tshuva steps, right? It's, it's a multi-step process, right? First, ultimately, there's Hakara Sachet, I have to recognize what I'm doing wrong. Aziva Sachet, stop doing it. Charoto, remorse. Kabbalah, Allah, acceptance about the future. Reb Tzadik here introduced, and those, all those steps are true. But Reb Tzadik says there's also the concept of instantaneous Tshuva. Instantaneous Tshuva where a person could fundamentally, wholly, and completely transform themselves and reach the, and reach the highest levels of spiritual accomplishment in a moment. In a moment. And I will say, where does Reb Tzaddik get this from? So if you look in the bottom footnotes, and I'm taking a little bit of a journey over here, right? So a bottom footnotes where it says, Mekoros Vitsiyunim. So I made sure to make this extra small so you'd have difficulty reading it. Or sorry, just how the paper came out. So if you look at Os Yud Gimel, footnote Yud Gimel over here. So footnote Yud Gimel says like this, Begimara Amru Arebelazer Ben Drujo. So we'll say, so where does, where does Rab Tzaddik, where does he find this Raya? that you could go ahead and accomplish, become a total Baal totally transform yourself, and reach the highest levels in a moment. Where does that come from? See, he says, listen to this. Rabbi Lazar ben Jurja. So we'll say, what's Rabbi Lazar ben Jurja? Or Drudaya, Dordaya. Okay, different pronunciations. Listen to this. The Gemara tells a story about Rabbi Lazar ben Jurja. Shalohiniach zona achas ba'olam shalobala. 
Elazar ben Druja, everybody has, a, has to have a hobby. What was his hobby? There was not one zona. There wasn't one prostitute that he did not frequent. Okay? He was dedicated. So Lemaisa, such an immoral guy, such an immoral guy, that literally there wasn't one zona that he didn't frequent. Pam achos, shamashish, zona achos, left-hand column in Mekoros, Vitsionim, Bikrache Hayom, Vahaisa no teles, kis dinar and He one time heard about a particular harlot who lived across the sea and she charged an exorbitant amount of money. What did he do? Notl kis dinarin, Vahalach vahavra ala shivanaris. So he took a bag full of money. Crossed seven rivers. Okay, so it's probably a little bit hyperbolic over here. But the idea is, he took a lot of money, and he traveled a long distance. Bishas hergel davar fichas. So he comes, it's a little bit of a, a shortened form of the Gemara. So, there is, so she's waiting for him. They're about to go ahead and engage in an act of immorality. And she sighs. Sighs, S-I-G-S. Right, she sighs. She lets out a kracht. So what happened? Amra, she said, Kishem shafi chazu eino chazeres and she said the same way that I can't take back the Sai, the Sai can't return to his point of origin, Elazar ben Jerujah can never return to Hashem. Elazar ben Jerujah can never return to Hashem. Yeah, I will say, you'll think to yourself, now this is a zona, right? This is a zona. She gives musr, right? She's like a mashkiach, a mashkiach zona, right? Incredible, right? There are shishiva zona, right? So, so, so what, what's the pshat? What's the pshat? Makes sense. Right? <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> no people, like, you know, as it happens. Let's say, so I'll tell you like this. I think the pasha pshat this kimara is, she didn't say any of this. Elazar ben Jurja had a guilty conscience for what he was doing throughout his entire life. Let's say, you see, a yid knows what's right and what's wrong. But a lot of times in life, I do stuff wrong. I, I try to drown out the inner voice that says, come on, stop it, get it together. But every once in a while, the inner voice becomes so loud that you can't not hear it. So I was like, Elazar ben Jerucho lived an entire life of immorality. But the truth is, this was like one step too far. Like the notion of going ahead and cleaning out your life savings, right? And buying passage on a boat, right? Not to go on vacation, not to go on a safari, but to go to a zona. Even a, a deep down, Elazar ben Jojo realized, I, I, I stepped over the line. So what happens? She, they're getting ready for the Maisa Avera. They're getting ready to sin. She sighs. And his neshama hears the sigh as the same way when you exhale that breath. It can't go back in. Elazar ben Jojo, you have now officially reached the point of no return. There's no way for you to do chiva from this. So Elazar ben Jojo is shaken to his core. What does he do? See, he goes and he sits between mountains, two mountains and two valleys. And he says, mountains and valleys, daven on my behalf. Intervene, supplicate on my behalf. Help me, help me. They say, Elazar ben Jurja, we have to take care of ourselves. We don't have time to daven for you. Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth, daven for me. Amru, ashanu evakshim alecha, nevake shalatzmenu. Heaven and earth said, Elazar ben Jerucha, before we daven for you, we have to daven for ourselves. Amr chamu levana, bikshalayrachamim. Sun and moon, daven for me. Again, the sun and moon say, we can't daven, we have daven for ourselves. 
Kochavim umazalos big shalais stars constellations daven for me. Amrulo atchalam evakshim alecha nevakish alatzmenu. We can't daven for ourselves. So we'll say. So what do you see? What's happening over here? We'll say, the truth is, this gemara is so profound because what you see over here, first of all, something incredible that even when someone lives a life of avera, there's good that still exists inside of them, and that good yearns to come out. Elazar ben Jojo led a life of complete immorality, but in that moment, in that moment, something got through to his neshama. But here's what's interesting. He wants to change. But I will say, what's Elazar ben Drujah's approach to change? What's his approach to change? Hire someone. Hire someone, right? Outsource. Outsource. Who's going to daven for me? Who's going to daven for me? And once again, the mountains aren't really talking back, and the valleys aren't talking back, and the sun's not talking back, and the moon's not, nothing's talking back. This is Elazar ben Drujah understanding that at the end of the day, he's looking for someone else to help him with his tshuva. And quote-unquote, everyone else in the universe, everything else in the world in the universe is saying no until he finally reaches the conclusion. Amar, ein elabi. He says, I now realize that at the end of the day, the matter is only dependent on me. It's only dependent on me, right? At the end of the day, I can't rely on anyone else to do anything it's wholly and fully dependent on me. What does he do? Literally, he put his head by his knees, which I will say is what? Your head by your knees? Fetal position. Fetal position right? I was going to say crash position, right? Fetal position. Right? Fetal, but he assumes the fetal position. He says to himself, you know what? There's no one else for me to depend on but me. And what happened? The and he cried and he cried and he cried until at the end of the day his neshama left his body. Baskol came out and said, Rabbi Elazar ben Jerujia, Mizuman Lechaye Olamaba. I was to listen to this. When the Baskol comes out, how does the Baskol refer to him? Not as Elazar ben Jerujia, but how? Rabbi Elazar ben Jerujia. The Koch of Tshuva. When we normal, so what happened? So we'll say, that's the end of the story. So Bacha Rebbe, the Gemara then says a comment. Rebbe cried. There are some people who could only acquire their world, give meaning to their lives over many years. But there are some people who acquire their world, meaning give meaning to their life in one moment. In one moment. So I will say, the idea, the message of this Gemara is so profound. So in all the, all the things that we spoke about before, no matter how much you mess up in life, there's still good inside of me. If I pay enough attention to the Neshama, the Neshama is going to cry out for me to right the ship. It's tempting to think that my success is dependent on others. But at the end of the day, in life, I will say, and by the way, this is, it's a little bit overwhelming because more often than not, when we don't accomplish things in life, the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, it's not my fault. It's, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. You will say, <laughs> I, was just, I, I, was just at, I was just at a chasana, and I was by the chasana's dish, and there was a guy holding, holding a plate of food. And someone else bumped into him. Someone else bumped into him, and the, the bumper 
right, the bumper, right? So the guy holding him food, we'll call him Ruvain, right? And Shimon, Shimon bumps into him. Shimon bumped into him. And Shimon got like food all over his suit. Ruvain said, not my fault. Not my fault. Not my fault. Now he happens to be an attorney, Ruvain. I know him. Right? So, so I, it could be that that's just like his, his conditioning. Not my fault. Not my fault. Let's say, but it was so interesting because sometimes human nature is that when something goes wrong, the knee-jerk reaction, not my, not my fault, not, my, not, not me, not me. It is, it's ingrained with us from the time that we're kids, right? A kid gets into trouble. What, what's, what's the most natural defense? Wasn't me. Oh, who was it? I don't know. The Ibn Shalom, the Satan, the Sitra Akhra, the Sir Lazazel, the Kohen God, whoever it was, but it, 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 was, it wasn't me. And when things don't go right for us in life, was, we, we always, it's ne- like the reflexive reaction is, who could I pin the blame on? Who could I pin the blame on? But I will say, here's the amazing part, because yet, if you outsource blame, it means you're giving up the reins of your existence to someone else. As painful as it is to accept blame for when things don't go right, it also, Rabbi Nachman says, if you believe that you have the ability to destroy, you should also believe you have the ability to build. You see, when you own it, when you own it, as painful as it is to say, this is me, I own it. I made this mistake. I'm in this situation because of decisions I've made, because of turns that I've made. I own it, and it hurts to own it. But on the flip side, when you own it, you also now have the the power to fix it. Elazar ben Jrujia, when he realizes how far off the reservation he has wandered, his knee-jerk reaction is not necessarily to blame anyone, but to look for others. Who's going to help? And essentially, everyone else says, not me, not me, not me, not me, not me, at least metaphorically. And he realizes, you're right, I will say the most, I think the most profound words in the entire Shas. At the end of the day, my life is dependent on me. Your failures are yours. But guess what? If your failures are yours, then your ability to succeed is in your hand as well. If you own it, that ownership goes both ways. It's a bumper sticker for every Jew. Like people have like my kids, an honorable student or this, that. No, forget about that. Which also is not good. I have to, just as an aside, I have a big time on those bumper stickers. Because I'll say, imagine for a moment, by the way, you're the kid in the car behind one of those bumper stickers and you're not the honor student. Not the honor student. You want to be an honor student? Of course, fantastic, fantastic. Not everybody's an honor student. By the way, the metric of success isn't necessarily being an honor student. A lot of people find other ways to succeed in life besides academics. Okay, but that was a commercial. Anyway, back, back, back to the regularly scheduled program. But, but the idea is, in Adar Tali now, the tzaddik looks at, the, I must say, again, can't just say enough. If, if, if we can only own that mindset and stop blaming, stop blaming everyone and everything else for our failures and just own it, just own it, then ultimately, if I could own it, that I broke it, I could own it, that I could fix it. What the tzaddik sees from this Gemara is the ability to affect instantaneous change. That, that's what he sees in this. Because I will say, if you notice again, I will say, what, what's the time frame of this Gemara? What's the time frame? I mean, the Gemara doesn't say, but it sounds like, how are all of these events unfolding? 
relatively quickly, right? That's what it sounds like, right? He heard about the zona. He saw he saw the ad in the paper, right? He's right there, right? He saw the zona, cashed out his savings, got on the boat. Okay, traveling took a little bit, but he shows up at the zona's house. She sighs. He has this reaction. He goes and he begs everyone else to help him. Again, it sounds like it's all happening immediately. And I will say again, Sir Lazar ben Drudja dies as a Balchuva. And the Basco comes out and says, Rabbi Elazar ben Drudja is invited to Olam Haba. And the Pesachic sees this. And by the way, it's what Rabbi says. Rabbi says, Yishkan Olam What does it mean? You could acquire your world in one moment. It means that there's the ability to affect complete, comprehensive, instantaneous change. Instantaneous change. And the Pesachic going back again, back up to the Be'oriya Hasidus. Go back up for just a moment. But say that's the middle section. So the right hand column. Let's read it again. In one moment, you could scale the entire ladder of spiritual success. And you could bring yourself close to the Shom literally, literally, in one moment. Who's the Raya? So Tzaddik says, for us, the lesson from this Gemara is the ability to affect comprehensive, cathartic, instantaneous change. Now, so it turns out that there are two models of change, right? There's what we'll call incremental change, right? By the way, just to give a very simple example of this, right? You see this, person wants to quit smoking, right? So there are two ways to quit smoking, right? How can you quit smoking, right? I start, I, I, I go down from one pack to, to five cigarettes, then to four, then to three, or cold turkey. You, you just stop. There are different models of change. Srebsadik is just saying, Allah Zabin teaches us the ability to transform myself from a Russia to a tzaddik literally in just a moment. Now, I will say, now the next part of Rapsadik is incredible. Look at the brackets. Oh, it's very difficult. Correct. I, I, I would say, I would say, correct. In other words, I would say, I, remember, all Rapsadik is saying is it's possible. It's difficult, right? It's difficult. By the way, not only is it difficult, but more often than not, I think one can make the argument that instantaneous change is not usually sustainable. In other words, correct. That, that, but, but again, Rapsadik is, is not weighing the merits. What he's just saying is, just understand, it's possible. It's possible. It's never connected to the Chalban from last week because in his case, the Neshama broke through the body basically is what happened. By Pekido. Yeah. By Pekido, right. Correct. But but I think what Steve is also bringing up is remember again, the Chalban pointed out that what happens in the period of Pekido there's the regression. Right. There's the regression. But I will say, I'll give you just, see, the riot to you is like this. The riot to you is the greatest example of instantaneous change. Greatest example is Cloudy Israel in the Midbar. Right? We get to Har Sinai and what do we say? Nasev and Nishma. Wow. Wow. Right? Milo, Milo, the highest levels. Right? And a few days later, a few days later, And by the way, a little bit after that, Right. right? So, again, we're, we're not debating the merit or the sustainability of, of the, all Rup Tzaddik is just trying to point out is that this model exists. And I'll tell you why it's important. You know what's important? You know what's and this, I, I think, really is a very deep episode. There are times in life 
where I don't have the luxury of incremental change. In other words, right? There are times in life where I am in such a bad spot that I need to change things and I need to change it now. I, it's going to be sustainable, not sustainable. It's going to work. I'm going to worry about that later. But right now I'm in a really bad spot. And so I have to do something dramatic to get like, so like, so like, like, so, so to start making a tweak or a little pivot or this, it's not enough. I, 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 ha- I ha- and by the way, I want to point out that's Rabbi Elizabeth Ben Druja. Rabbi Elizabeth Ben Druja is the story of a desperate man, right? Why couldn't he just say, you know what? Okay. I'm not going to go to this zona. I was going to four zonas a week. I'm going to cut back. I'm only going to go to three zonas a week, which other of us say is an accomplishment, right? We'd all say that. that that's right. For, again, for a guy who's ridiculously immoral, to go ahead and start scaling back on immorality, I will say, is an incredible, is an incredible accomplishment. But Elizabeth Van Georgia felt that the change she needed to make was that instantaneous comprehensive change. There was no like scaling back a little bit. There was no like, okay, I'll, I'll cut down did on you my- Did really think about it though? Or did, I mean, it sounds like he just fell into it. I mean, but really I, I think he, he must have thought about it because why not say, okay, I realize my lifestyle is morally bankrupt. What do I need to do to change? It's almost like he has this jarring awakening that I can't do this anymore. This life, I can't have this life. I, I can't have any semblance of this life anymore. So it's almost as if he needs, he feels like he needs to swing the pendulum in the exact opposite direction. And again, it worked, right? There was a, that, that, that's the assault. Like, it worked. That's the subject's entire point. It worked. It worked. You see, we see this as a tragic story because Rabbi Elzer ben Georgia died, right? But Lamaisa, the Chuva, was a tshuva. It worked. Mm-hmm. So, so, the tshuva, so his actions affected the tshuva, not his tyranny. Correct. Correct. So, so that, that makes this a very different story than the typical instantaneous tshuva, right? Because typically the instantaneous tshuva is dying in Kiddush Hashem. That's the instantaneous. Correct. So the juxtaposition of that. Where it's Correct. Action. In fact, I would tell you like this. So Azul's bringing up a very good point because I think I both say people often assume when they read this Gemara, right, that it was his death that was the tshuva. But I'll draw your attention to the fact that the Gemara says, it doesn't just say he died. What does it say? Hiniach Rosha ben Birkov, right? He put his head by his knees. Vigaa bebechia. Gaa bebechia means he could not stop sobbing. That's the tshuva. That's the tshuva. It's almost as if, I will say, you know, like when you cry, right? So the tears come out of your body. And sometimes I will say, you know, it's an interesting thing. Crying is very helpful. Why is crying helpful? Because crying like is an emotional release. It's all means incessant sobbing. Incessant sobbing. Almost as if what Rabbi Loza ben Droje is doing through the incessant sobbing is what? Is like ridding himself of that inner purity. He's like pushing out. He's pushing out that, that immorality, that negativity. He's pushing it out of himself. I don't want to be that person. And that's the tshuva. That's the tshuva. Now, the tragedy of the story is that he died, mm-hmm. right? That's the tragedy. And it's almost as if, like, what does his death mean? Does his death mean that at the end of the day, he didn't really believe he could change? Like, uh, it's hard to understand the role of the death in here, right? It's but his neshama was born. It's, but the neshama being... was complete. I mean, may, right, maybe that's what it is. His life, his life was... Hers, I mean, his, his, not going to take uh, unless you accomplish your mission. You see, it could or very well. Oh, so maybe right. That maybe I said it's right, but I think I, I have 
I happen to think like Baruch Meir. I, I happen to think that, that maybe Elazar ben Drudge's tachlis was to show us the ability to affect instantaneous change. And once he did that, it's almost as if he fulfilled the shlichos. He fulfilled the shlichos, and then he's done. Again, it's like, but I, I would tend to agree with you. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. He had to leave, had to leave. Right. Maybe it was, in other words, maybe there was just such a profound cleansing that took place that the Nisham itself could not live in this world anymore. Enachinami. Enachinami. Absolutely, that was the process. But but the culmination, the culmination ultimately of it is that ga'ba bechia. In other words, why does the Gemara have to say that ga'ba bechia? It's almost as if what's happening over here is like the body. It's like a fever. You know, like like when you get a fever, it means your body is fighting something and it's pushing, it's pushing everything out. So kiviachol again, the ga'ba bechia, his his his, his neshama is rejecting that tumah. So I will say, so says Reb Tzadik, this is the example of instantaneous tshuva. I will say, now watch this. Well, we'll at least begin this. I know we're going to get to, we're going to have to spend one more week on Lag Bohomer. All right, you'll, you'll be mochal. I will say, here's the wild part. Here's the wild part. Okay. So I will say, look at, look, look, look at the brackets. Here's the wild part. Get ready for this. Back in the Be'orea Hasidus, Page Shinyud, right hand column. Brackets. Vishamati, Vishem Harebi Rabbunami Parshischa, Zichron of Racha. So Rabtsodik's Rebbe was the Rebbe Rabbunu Parshischa. That was his Rebbe. I heard from my Rebbe, Kidover Zeh, Sheyachal Bal Hatshuva Lahagia Aliyde Chuva Berega Echa Bilbat Al Romalos. I heard from my Rebbe that the real Makar, the real Makar, the real source, of the idea that you can reach the highest levels of spiritual accomplishment in a moment is learned out from who? Husag mitoch yegias Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai. Alava shalom. Lifo sheikin about tshuva. So the Rebbe Rabbi Pshischa says, he says, I agree that there is a constant of instantaneous change. But the notion of instantaneous change is not learned, is not learned from Elazar ben Jujo. Elazar ben Jujo is an example of it, but he's not the Makar. He's not the source. Who's the source? Who's the source? Rashbi. Rabbi Shimon Bayochai. Rabbi Shimon Bayochai. Incredible, right? Tana Eloki. We're learning this story. Rabbi Shimon Bayochai is the example, or I should say, he's not the example, but he's the source of this concept that ultimately, again, Complete, instantaneous change is possible. So we'll say, here's the problem. The tzaddik does not explain to us how. Right? Uh-huh. So all he does is he, and we'll say, again, I saw this today. I just, again, I literally, I found this by mistake because I'm hoping to restart Siddhkas HaTzadik from tomorrow. I thought we were up to Kof Chav Zayin. We're now, we're up to like Kof Zayin. I made a mistake. I opened up this piece. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Roshon Bayachai. I would have never seen this on my own. And again, Rabbi Tzadik's time, Roshon Bayachai, on Lag Balmer. On Lag Balmer. Shabbos say, here's what's beautiful about this. So Rabbi Tzadik dangles this in front of us that the makar of the ability to affect instantaneous change comes from Rashbi. But Rabbi say, if you notice, that's in the brackets and he doesn't talk about this anymore. See, so he dangles it and then what? But then what? He doesn't tell us how. How does Rashbi teach of this? So I want to show you something interesting, at least for a couple of minutes. Well, we'll start it this week, we'll tell you into next, into next week. 
supposed to take a look on the other side of the page. Is Gemara and Meseches Berachas. So we're going to start us off this this week, and then Amir, we're going to we're going to we're going to do one more week of this afterwards. Tan Rabbanon. We'll say the underlying lines in the Gemara. Tan Rabbanon. Viasafta diganecha. The pasuk says, "You shall collect your grain. You shall collect your grain." Samat Hamud Lomar. So what's the pshat? What's the what's the Gemara's kasha? Torah says, "Viasafta diganecha. You should collect your grain." We'll say, "What's the shaila? What's the shaila?" To tell us. Hey, Tony, does the Torah need to tell you? To Torah need to tell you. By the way, tomorrow morning, wake up and go to work. The truth is, in today's society, you might actually <laughs> need someone to tell you, please wake up and go to work, right? But Lamaisa, for the work ethic of the Yid, right? I don't need anyone to tell me, wake up and go to work, right? So why does the Torah Kedosh tell me the asafta diganecha? Why, why, why say that? Matav Lomar. Here we go. The fish in Emar lo yamor since ultimately the Torah says, this Torah shall never leave your mouth, right? The Torah should never leave your mouth, which Rabose means, again, remember this is Sefer Yoshua, which means Rabosei, that a Yid should always be engaged in Torah, right? That's my avoda, should always be engaged in Torah. So Rabosei, here's the problem. I have now two contradictory psukim. Right, what's, right? On one hand, the Torah says, V'yasafta diganecha. What does V'yasafta diganecha teach me? What, what's the mandate from V'yasafta diganecha? Go to work. Okay, that's one mandate. Then, Lo yomush sefer ha-Torah ha-Zemi picha teaches me what? Teaches me what? Torah. Always learn. So which one is it? So should I work or should I always learn? So yochul dvam kich savan. So you might have thought to interpret the Pasuk literally that you should always learn. Talmud lomar V'yasafta diganecha. Haneg bohen minag derech eretz divrei Rabbi Yishmael. So Rabbi Yishmael comes along and says, "No, you might see about say if the Torah would have just said, or if the Torah would have just said, lo yamush sefer Torah zemi picha, you would have thought, what's the job of a Jew? What's the job of a Jew? All Torah, all the time. That's what a Jew is supposed to do. Only learn, only learn. Rabbi Yishmael comes along and says, Torah via safta diganecha to teach us that what? Teach us that what? You have to work." Which I will say, by the way, is such an incredible yisod. Rabbi Shmuel is saying, work is l'chatrila, right? Life is a synthesis. Life is via safta diganecha and lo yomo shatora zemi picha. I have to work. Working is part of life. And I will say, not just like as an accommodation, not working is l'chatrila, to go out into the world, via safta diganecha, make a difference, have an impact. That's l'chatrila, but at the same time, also make sure that you carve out time to learn Torah. This is the position of Bishmal. Comes along Bishmal Bayochai. comes along and says, Rashbi, Omer, Efshar Adam Chorish Bishas Harisha, Vizare Bishas Azria, the Kotzer Bishas Ktsira, Vidash Bishas Disha, Vizor Bishas Haruach, Torah Matehe Allah. I says, Bishmal Bayochai, really? We're supposed to work? Think about this. He's talking about from an agricultural perspective. If you have to go ahead and plow in the plowing season, right? Plant in the planting season, harvest in the harvest season, thresh in the threshing season, winnow in the winnowing season. Abbas, you're going to be busy how long? How long? Oh, yeah. The entire year. When are you going to have time to learn? So Abbas, comes along. Ella, 
Bizman Shisra also return or Shamakamalak the Nasas idea Helem Shinemar the Amduzarim or Ruth Sonachem or Bizman Shisra also return or Shamakam Melachton Nasis idea Atmon Shinemar the Asafto Diganecha. Sirabo said, Listen to this. Comes along Rashbi and Rashbi says, and Abbas said, This is incredible. Rashbi says that really, what's the mandate in life? The mandate in life is Asafto, excuse me, is, is, Lo Yamush Hatora Zosmi Picha. Learn Torah all the time. What does Vyasafta Diganecha refer to? Asafta Diganecha is when you're not doing what Hashem wants you to do. Which is interesting because it's in the paragraph of Vahayayim Shamuat Yishmu. Right? Okay, we'll leave that on the side. But right, Rashbi comes along and says, the job of Jew in life is to learn Torah. And if a Jew lives, if we live in accordance with the Ratzon Hashem, our work is done through others. Others take care of us. When a Yid is steeped in Torah, at the end of the day, the Ribbono Shal Olam will take care of all of their needs. When we're not steeped in Torah, then we have to work. And not only do we have to do our own work, but if we're not steeped in Torah, then what? Then what? Then ultimately we'll have to do the work of others as well. So I will say, this Gemara is a profound life Gemara. Fundamental Yisodistic Machlokas, how is a Jew supposed to live life? Rabbi Ishmael says... You should work. It's good to work. And when you're not working, what should you be doing? What should you be doing? At least some of the time you're not working. Learning. Learning. But the work, learning balance is l'chatchila. Rabbi Yechai says, no, not at all. What are you talking about? A yid should learn Torah. And if you learn Torah in the right way, and you serve Hashem in the right way, your work will get done through. You don't have to work. You don't have to work. Rabbi say, I'll point out to you. So Rashbi, Rashbi is saying this through life experience. Right, because remember, say, remember again, we know what happened to the Rashbi. He ran away from the Romans. He hid in the cave, right? He hid in the cave for a number of years. And I will say, what happened? And what happened? He was sustained by Kodesh Baruch Hu. So Rashbi says, if you put your complete faith in Hashem, He will take care of you. And I will say, what I do want to point out is as follows. When Rashbi says that if you put your faith in Hashem, Hashem will take care of you even if you don't work. It's important to understand Rashbi's definition of Hashem taking care of you, right? It's not an apartment in Ramat Eshkol, right? And business class tickets home for Pesach, right? And a latest model lease and a nice thing, right? Remember, Rashbi was supported with boxer and water. So Rashbi says, if you put your faith in Hashem, he's going to take care of you. But taking care means you're ready and willing to subsist on the bare minimum. If you're ready for that, if you're ready for that, Kalush Baruch won't fail you. Kalush will not fail you. If you're a little more high maintenance, Rashbi would say, probably my advice is probably get a job. Probably get a job. I will say, but, but very important so because people very often misunderstand this that Rashbi is saying, just learn and Hashem will take care of everything. Yes, just Hashem will take care of everything as long as you are low maintenance, Sheba low maintenance. The Yerushalayim will take care of everything. But if you need more than bucks or in water, you can't rely on a Chash Baruch Hu to provide that. That you're going to have to provide for yourself. Fundamental machlokes. Shabbos says, the Gemara just stands up and says, Amr Abayi says, Har Rabbi Yishmael, also Many people adopted the position of Rabbi Yishmael and it worked. And it worked. Har also, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yishmael, also But many tried like Rashbi and it did not work. So Reb Chaim Shmuel Levitz says the operative word here is harbe. 
The model of Rashbi is not for the masses. It's not for the masses. It's for some. It's for some Yechide Skula who are willing to give up all of the trappings of Olam Azah to go ahead and devote themselves to Torah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Some people could, could follow that model of Rashbi. But for the masses, the masses shall follow the position, the system of Rabbi Shmuel. Go to work, get a job, have the synthesis of Olam Hazan, Olam Haba, and you're good to go. And they both say, why is this more important for us? See, I think what, what Rashbi is saying, what Rashbi is saying, Rabbi say is that on a level, and, and this, is, this is a truth, it's just a hard level to reach. If a person could fully and wholly give themselves over to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that act of fully and wholly giving oneself, one's, one's self over to Hashem allows one to be sustained by the Shekhinah. You could do it. But it requires a holy, fully giving over of oneself to Hashem. And I will say, maybe that's the Pshatan of Tzadik. See, I will say again, going back to Rab Tzadik, Rab Tzadik said that the Makar, the source for the idea of instantaneous tshuva, ultimately is not Rabbi Elazar ben Jeruja. He's an example. But the Makar, the source of, the source of it, is Rashbi. Because I will say, maybe if we read these two things together, what does Rashbi teach us? Rashbi teaches us that a person could have a moment in which they fully give themselves over to Hashem. Ribono shal olam, I am yours. I'm yours. And if I could reach that level, even just for a moment, of fully and wholly giving myself over to Hashem, that in that moment, in that moment, I could affect cathartic, comprehensive, instantaneous change. See, Rashbi is the one who teaches us that if you give yourself over to Hashem, just for that moment, everything could change. Everything. That was his life. That Rashbi modeled this. He lived this life of giving himself over to Hashem. What Rabbi is saying is, Rashbi says, even if you can't do it for your whole life, if you could just do it for a moment, to fully say, Ribono Shalom, for this one moment, I'm yours. We'll say, do you hear what this is? See, we often think of our avodas Hashem in like a continuum of time, sustainability. Maybe what Rabbi is teaching us is, maybe the goal is not to be great for the rest of my life. Maybe the goal is to just find one pure moment of Devekus. Just one pure moment where I could say in this moment, in this, just in this moment, in this freezer, in this moment right now, Hashem, I'm yours. I'm, I'm fully yours. Also, I'll tell you, I find that the time that is most ripe to have this moment is Kabbalah Shabbos. Kabbalah Shabbos is the time for this. Because the truth is, Kabbalah Shabbos is the most incredible part of the week because the week is behind you. Right? Shabbos Kodesh is just starting. Right? You don't yet have your face. You haven't, like, what is it, face planted in the soup yet, right? right? You, you haven't yet conked out for the week. You have, like, that, that little last burst of energy. Last burst of energy. So, you know, my that's why the Balitvila sometimes get a little bit annoyed with me. That's why I am a fierce micromanager of Kabbalah Shabbos. It's not a time for Nuni Guni, man. It's not a time for this. It's a time for tried, true, and tested. Right? That's it. There's nothing new. Ain't Chadosh Tachas Hashemesh. You want to use a Kumzitz for Nuni Guni? That's fine. Kabbalah Shabbos is to tap into your Kabbalah Shabbos is that moment. Is that moment. To be able to say, Ribono Shel Olam, I'm yours. How long am I yours for? 
usually it lasts until the end of Mizmar Shaliyom HaShabos. Right? Usually it lasts. Because you know what happens then. Then it's Kaddish. And, you know, I often find it's hard to keep Kavanah during Kaddish, Kaddish Yasem. Because what's a Kaddish Yasem is like, it's like mourner's karaoke, right? It's like, it's like, right, Steve, you know, right? It's like this one, this pace, this one, this tone, this one, this note, it's all over the place. Like, oh my God, like, I cannot actually believe that anyone's Neshama is getting Aliyah from this, right? But, but Lamaisa, right? Right? But, 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 but Lamaisa, but Lamaisa. But, but I will say, but so again, it's, it's only for Thursday night share. You're right, you're right, you're right. Stage at the podcast, the podcast. I'll record, I'll edit this out after. No, it's true. I'll say, again, you know what the beautiful part of a Thursday night era Shabbos year with such beautiful Michael and such beautiful Mashkas, it's, it's a good time to be emistic. It's okay. Life is about being emistic, I will say. So just like I'm going to be emistic, that the truth is, the truth is, I'm not always inspired. I'm not always inspired, and I'm not always in a state where I'm kula Hashem. And the beauty of Rabbi says it's okay. Can you just get there for a moment? Can you just get there for a minute? Can you just get there for a stanza of L'chadodi? Can you just get there during a little dance? Can you just get there during Mizmur Shliom HaShabos? Can you just get there for Anubakoa? Can you just get there for something? Because all I need, all I need is a minute. That's all I need. If I could find a minute that I am kulo Hashem, that I am fully Hashem, Rashbi says, all you need is one minute to be fully devoted to Hashem, and that one minute could change your life. I, how long will the change last for? How long will the change last for? I will say, you know, as I get older, I realize, life, life is all about just experiencing things in the present. How long is it going to last for? Probably by the time I get home from shul, right, it's going to be gone. Because you know what happens. Let's be honest. Again, this, this, this is the honest issue. It's kind of like a support group, like a little support group. That's right. You know what happens when you get home? It takes like about four minutes until you're annoyed about something. Right? right? Come on. Right? Someone says something. Someone does something. Something's not ready somewhere. Where is this person? Where is that person? Right? And like, I was on just such a high, and now I'm like profoundly annoyed. <laughs> profoundly annoyed. And I was saying, that's life. That's life. And it's good to embrace it. So yeah, so the truth is, the Kula Hashem moment lasts, lasts usually for a stanza of L'chadodi, a couple of stanzas, maybe through Mizmah Shalom Shabbos, but that's okay. I don't need it to last longer. If I could just tap into it for a little bit of time, Reb Tzaddik, Reb Shem teaches me, all you need is one moment. All you need is one moment to change your life. All you need is one moment to change your eye. It's not going to be sustainable. Who says life is about sustainability? And who says Ruchnius is about sustainability? Maybe Ruchnius is just about experiencing those moments of incredible devakis whenever I can connect to them, whenever I could achieve them. I can't sustain it. I can't sustain it. It doesn't matter. The goal is just to experience it. This is the lesson of Allah ben Jujah, and I was incredibly now, all right, okay, we're a little bit past Lagba Omer already, but this was the legacy of Rabbi Shiron Bayochai, that if a person wholly and fully gives themselves over to Hashem, even if just for a moment, that one moment of being, of kula, of complete dveikus, empowers me to undergo fundamental, comprehensive, cathartic change. So we should be Zoha. So for me, it's Kabbalah Shabbos, but we all have to find our different times where we could tamp in and connect to the Shekhinah and just be able to say, I'm feeling right now the way I'm feeling is I am Kulo Lashem. 
I am yours. I am yours. We should all be Hashem to find that moment. And when we find that moment, to make the comprehensive change, whether the change lasts or the change doesn't last, is really immaterial. What's most important is find the moment, grab the moment, and maximize the moment. Okay, we got through the Mirat Hashem next week. We will the Mirat Hashem continue with the Chaban. Shkoyach. Rabbi, you want to sing along? I did, Shvendigen.